to pause and pray. A chance just to stop what we're doing, to pause, to pray, to uh, look at scripture and to see what God might be saying to us through the words of the Bible. And today we are looking at Mark chapter 3 verses 13 to 19, Jesus appointing his 12 disciples. Uh, so do get a Bible, uh, follow through this passage as we look at these words together. So I'm reading from verse 13. He went up the mountain and called to him those whom he wanted, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, to be with him, and to be sent out to proclaim the message, and to have authority to cast out demons. So he appointed the twelve, Simon to whom he gave the name Peter, James son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he went home. Well, today in our passage we have Jesus appointing or at least formally appointing his team of disciples, his group of close friends who he uh, draws alongside with him and shares his ministry with. And this tells us, uh, I think, a few things uh, about how God works and how Jesus works. But the first basic point uh, is that clearly Jesus works collaboratively. Uh, in Mark's Gospel, right from the start, he went and chose disciples to be with him. First it was uh, Peter and Andrew and James and John. Uh, and then a few verses earlier we have the calling of uh, Levi, uh, the tax collector. And Jesus drew people alongside him to, to share his ministry with. And that really just says so much about God, that God works collaboratively. He works through people through normal everyday people like you and me. Uh, at my licensing service at St John's, I remember the Arch, um, well, the Bishop of Chelmsford, uh, Stephen Cotter, who is now the Archbishop, uh, telling the whole congregation that, uh, that we are God's plan A. The church is God's plan A. Uh, and God doesn't have a plan B. He just has a, a plan A people like us that he works with, that he shares his ministry with. And today we have this, uh, well it seems like a, I suppose a more formal appointing of the twelve. Each of the Gospels have this uh, where they name all the apostles that were with Jesus. So what can we learn from this? Well in Mark's Gospel the first thing that Jesus does is he goes up to a mountain. Now, of course mountains were very significant, they're very symbolic in the Bible. Uh, Moses went up the mountain to, to meet God, which is where uh, God gave him the Ten Commandments. Uh, later on in the Gospels, Jesus goes up a mountain uh, with Peter, James and John, and that's where he's transfigured. That's where they hear the voice of God. Uh, mountains were really significant places of encountering God, and also seen as places of prayer. The mountain was a place where Jesus often went to pray. I think that tells us that, you know, when we're faced with big decisions, like maybe appointing people, 
uh, to work with or to be with us, it's really important to take time out to pray uh, and to seek God's guidance. Clearly, this is what something that Jesus did. And when he's on this mountain, he draws the disciples to himself. He calls them and they come to him. And they, uh, he appoints them, it says, to be with him and to be sent out to proclaim the message. And that very simple sentence, I think, in a nutshell, summarises uh, all that it means to be a disciple. To be a disciple is very simply to be with Jesus. We get quite technical about the word discipleship now. Uh, there's all sorts of books written about discipleship. Uh, it's a bit of a buzzword in the church, but being a disciple, really, the heart of it is, is these two things. It means being with Jesus and being sent out by Jesus to proclaim the good news, to share God's love. Uh, and this is true not just for those 12 who were physically with Jesus when he was uh, carrying out his earthly ministry, but right at the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus promises after his uh, resurrection, just before his ascension, he gathers that same group together and he says, Go and make disciples of all nations, and I will be with you until the end of the age. So being a disciple is all about being with Jesus. And as we read in the Gospels, the disciples, just they shared their life with Jesus. They went about, they walked about with him, they shared meals with him, they just hung out together. I think as modern day disciples of Jesus, one of the things we can ask ourselves is, is how can I share my life with Jesus? How can I be with Jesus? Even in just the, the simple, everyday, sometimes mundane tasks that we've got to do. How can we be with Jesus in all that we're doing? Secondly, Jesus sends them out. And he sends them out to proclaim the message. And here they've got a particular task. He sends them out and gives them authority over the demons uh, to go and uh, before him to where he wants to go and to proclaim the good news. And that too is our task. Our task as Jesus' disciples is to go out to proclaim his good news uh, in all sorts of different ways, to share his love. In um, John's Gospel, Jesus uh, part of his teaching as disciples he says uh, as the father has loved me so I love you and I appoint you to go out and to bear fruit fruit that will last and he says to the disciples this is my new commandment that you are to love each other just as I have loved you it's a very simple commandment a very challenging one but that commandment to those disciples then is also the commandment that Jesus gives to us. That we are to go out to proclaim the good news. Uh, to love the world just as Jesus loved the world. As Jesus loves us, so we are to go and love others. And to share, uh, share the good news of Jesus. Uh, to share and grow this fruit that will last. And we're... Uh, we're told to go out and to proclaim uh, in all sorts of different ways. Uh, whatever we're doing, whether at work or at home or in our community or with friends, uh, in what ways can we 
proclaim, can we demonstrate by example, by word, the good news of Jesus? In what ways can we share his love to the world, to our world that we inhabit? We're doing uh, some preparation classes for a confirmation service coming up in the church. And one of the things that is said at the confirmation, or one of the things rather that is asked in this confirmation service to the candidates is this. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? And the answer to that is, with the help of God, I will. And it reminds us that fundamental to our faith is this command by Jesus to go out into the world and to proclaim his good news. Because the world desperately needs that good news of Jesus Christ. It desperately needs the love of God shared uh, throughout all the world. And in that preparation session, when we looked at those words, we also looked at some famous words by St. Teresa of Avila. And she said this, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks, compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. And we are that body of Christ here on earth, continuing his ministry, sharing his good news. And the third thing this passage uh, tells us, I think, is that Jesus chooses very normal people, not religious elites, it wasn't the scribes or the Pharisees or the priests that he chose, but just normal everyday fishermen, tax collectors, uh, a very diverse group of people that were there to go and to be with him. And, and they were a pretty diverse bunch. They had within that group a tax collector who would be collecting taxes on behalf of the Roman state uh, and also a zealot who had a pretty radical politics and thought that um, the Romans should be cast out by force. Both of those people formed uh, part of that small, tight-knit group to be with Jesus. And this tells us, really, that the church is best when it is diverse. And of course, the global church is hugely, hugely diverse. It's made of people from every corner of the world. Uh, but I'm uh, recording this just shortly after watching uh, a Panorama program on BBC about the church and racism. And that program brought up some deeply painful stories about how the Church of England in this country have not done what we can to celebrate diversity. In fact, quite the opposite. Uh, and the church as an institution has been guilty of marginalising people based on their race. And there were some horrendous, painful stories. Some of the people I, uh, I know. The church is strongest when its diversity is celebrated. When people from all, uh, all corners, all races, uh, all creeds are enabled to flourish and to live out their godly calling. And Jesus, in this very simple act of choosing 12 people from the nation of Israel to choose us, a very, very diverse group of people. 
And that tells us that, <clears throat> that diversity is a strength. Of course, we're not all... You can imagine what the disciples perhaps thought of each other when they came together and they saw this 12 and they, maybe they looked at each other and thought, what was that person doing amongst this small group? But Jesus chose them and he chooses us and he chose them to be with him, to proclaim his good news. He chose them to be his friends. And as he says in that famous passage in John's Gospel, uh, uh, no one, no love is this, and no greater love is this than to one, than one can lay down his life for his friends. And I call you my friends. And Jesus laid down his life for his disciples. He laid down his life for us. And he chooses us to go and to share his love in the world. And with St. Teresa's words in mind, may we have the courage, the grace, to be Christ's eyes, his voice, his hands, his feet in the world, in all that we're doing, in whatever situations we find ourselves in. Amen.